first of all, I want to uh, give reverence to Almighty God, the Son Jesus, the Holy Spirit, honor to Pastor Eric and his precious wife. Please give them a big hand clap. Matthew and, and his wife. Uh, how many other uh, ministers that are part of this local assembly are here? Would you raise your hands? Amen. Let's give all of them honor. Yes. The word of God says to honor your leaders, particularly those who share with you the word of the Lord and teach you about Jesus. And uh, I looked up and I saw Prophet Sean Morris and his lovely wife. Would you guys stand so we can also give you honor as well? Bless the name of the Lord. And uh, I looked up and there's Bill and his wife. Y'all don't know them, but I do. Please stand up and give them honor as well. But not least. Look at somebody say, save the best for last. As my wife Deborah, we will be married uh, 34 years at the end of this month. So thank you, God. And uh, we appreciate Tracy and her family for allowing Deborah and I to stay at their house. So please give them a big hand clap as well. Now, are you ready to go? Yes. <laughs> well, let me start with this, if I may. Could I get you to turn to the book of Timothy? First Timothy. Chapter 4. And oh, by the way, uh, you can talk back to me. You can talk back to me. Look at somebody say he is African American, don't you? <laughs> and in our culture, we talk in church. Look at somebody and say you are African American today. <laughs> Look at somebody and say talk to the preacher <laughs> and talk to each other. Now listen, all you sisters, you got this down. You can talk and listen at the same time. All right? Look at somebody and say, you got permission. You got permission. To talk all while the preacher's talking. <laughs> and if you look at somebody, you say, you know, that's a word for them. Just look at them and go, you know that's for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, um, now listen, um, just, you know, I'm 57. I, I, I received Jesus as Lord and Savior at the traditional Baptist church. When I was 16, I had a friend of mine who was the son of an Assembly of God minister, and uh, he was the laying on of hands of the church vestry group. Uh, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I spoke with tongues when I was 16. Uh, I was made a deacon when I was 18. I became, I started preaching when I was 18. I was a youth pastor for about five years, an associate pastor for about 17 years, a parish pastor for three. Uh, I'm a senior pastor, I actually pastor pastors. I, Travel all over. Look at somebody say, poor woman. <laughs> Look at somebody say, he drags her everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think we were uh, in, uh, yeah, we travel a lot. <laughs> and we're empty nesters. So she might as well come with me to keep me comfortable. <laughs> I want every woman to look at a man, whether he belongs to you or not, and say these words. Behind every good man is a great woman making him be good. to say is going to mostly, in this moment, it's going to mostly apply to the women. It might be a brother or two this applies to. For the most part, though, it's going to apply to you sisters. 
1 Timothy 4, verse 16. To give you the, uh, and this is not my message. Look at somebody say, this is not his message. It's not his message. He just passes through. <laughs> now, look, I want to let you know something right now. I Don't let the way I talk fool you. I really have some education. <laughs> I actually went to Bible college, graduated, and I have some other education besides that. Um, <laughs> but um, um, anyway, in this first Timothy, Timothy was like the bishop or the apostle over the church, the city church of Ephesus. At this point in history, Ephesus is about 200,000 people. The church at this time is about 100,000. Look at somebody say, can you spell mega church? <laughs> so Timothy is very, very busy. And Timothy was a powerful man of God. And here's how you really know. It's because not everybody could work with Paul. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, at one point, Paul and Barnabas, who were partners, split over John Mark. Not that Paul is a bad guy. Paul is a great guy. He's really great. However, you know, Paul, you know, he got his own ways. <laughs> Look at somebody said, sounds like a few preachers I know. <laughs> so the very fact that Timothy can work with him, and what he said, he called, Paul was a spiritual father. He said, Timothy is my own son. He said, didn't we walk in the same spirit? Didn't we walk in the same steps? And so you know that Timothy was very powerful. Because you can't be with Paul and stay with him unless you are powerful. Look at somebody said that brother was powerful. <laughs> so he's got a church of about 100,000. So the brother was busy. Everybody said the brother was busy too. Now I'm going uh, to read this in Elizabethan, King James English, and then after that, uh, it's African-American interpretation. <laughs> Everybody say, uh, the Bible according to Pastor Tony. <laughs> King James Version. Take heed to yourself. Look at somebody say, take heed to yourself. <laughs> now let me give you this in the original language. Look at somebody say, he told you he had a little education. Greek word here for take heed actually means to get a hold of yourself. It means to hold on to yourself tightly. What this means is that Timothy was so busy taking care of everybody else and everything else that he was losing himself. And it's very easy for us sometimes who love the Lord and love people to be so busy taking care of everything else and everybody else that we lose ourselves. Now, please understand me. I'm a preacher. I know how to do an intro, body, points one through three, points one through five, points one through seven, you know, conclusion and summary. But I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Look at somebody say, he's a movie preacher. <laughs> And I know how to do preach military style, which means, how many people have been in the military? Raise your hands. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. First, I'll tell you what I'm fixing to tell you. Then I'll tell you what I told you I was going to tell you. And I'll finish up by telling you what I told you. I'm not in the mood to do that either. Look at somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, one of the things that came out of this first visitation, and I'm just, I'm doing Follow me. Look at somebody say, he's not just wandering. I may appear to wander. I never wander. I'm actually extremely analytical and methodical. Did I tell you I made straight A's in grad school until I decided to make a B? <laughs> True. Did I tell you I was who's who academic All-American? Um, you know, that was after I got saved and delivered the fill of the Spirit. I almost fell in sixth grade. <laughs> but somebody said, Jesus will help you with your life. <laughs> hey, look, Jesus blessed me so much, I could read a book, take a picture, 
72, paragraph three, take a picture, that got it. Ooh, didn't even have to study. Look at somebody say, I love Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave that alone. Um, one of the things that the Father spoke to me, he said, he, he, he quoted uh, 1 Peter 4, 17, and this is what he said. He said, now the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. But if you go back and you look in the original language, the word judgment, it means measure. Then you have to ask yourself, what's being measured? Well, Matthew 22, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy. The two great commandments. Everybody say, you shall love God, and you shall love one another. Look at somebody and say, that's what's being measured. Right now. So, you have ten commandments. The first four have to do with your worship. Everybody say, loving God. When you love God, you got your worship right. The next six commandments, six is the number for man, have to do with relationships. Everybody say, loving people, people. get your relationships right. So what is being measured? Everybody say, your worship worship. and your relationships, relationships. how you love God, God. and how you love people. people. Look at somebody say, it's being measured measured. against the written word of God God. and what Jesus did. Think of somebody say, see now. Think about it. So anyway, I'm going somewhere. I really am going to go somewhere. So anyway, I was caught up. And this time when I saw God, I saw him as a mighty man. And then he changed and he became a pillar of fire. And then I was taken to the second heavens and I saw a particular plot of the enemy. And then I was taken to a place where there was this beast, a satanic, evil, demonic being. And then I was given a word from God, a sword of the spirit. And I was to take this word from God and slay this beast, which I did. And so, understand that what I'm fixing to talk to you about um, relates to what I just, the visitation, just two of these visitations I just told you about. Look at somebody say, every message has a context. I'd be free. 
Jesus made you free. Look at somebody say, he's got lots of personal confidence. <laughs> Notice I didn't say self-confidence. Look at somebody say, Jesus will give you personal confidence. I have confidence in him. He has confidence in me. He's got confidence in himself. I got confidence. Because of him living in me. Yes. Amen. Colossians 1.27. Christ in you. Colossians 2.20. Christ lives within me. These all continue with one accord. How? With one accord. What's that mean? Everybody say, they continue to love God. They continue to love each other. Everybody said they got their worship right, yeah, worship right. and their relationships right. Yeah, right. Now let's examine this phrase in the original language as to its meaning, because Greek is about 200,000 words plus. It's a very picturesque language. Um, but I need help. You're nominated. <laughs> so are you. So are you. And so are you, 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 and you. Come on. Come on. I feel like the price is right. Come on now! <laughs> and face everybody. Oh, girl, girl, what are you doing? You know I'm here, girl. Face everybody. Come on over, come on over, come on over. You have been elected, Ireland. Everybody here, lock arms. Lock them. Lock them. Lock With one accord, almost actually means in the original language. To lock arms with one another and refuse to let go. Even if you have to walk through fire together. Almost down means. Say lock arms. Lock arms. Stay together. Stay. Walk through fire. Walk through fire. Together. Together. And refuse. And refuse. To let go. To let go. So you ain't gonna let me fool. <laughs> Look at somebody say, when you do this, you love God. You love one another. Your worship's right. And your relationships are right. Look at somebody say, let nothing tear you from each other. It says these all continue. Now, everybody say prayer, supplication, prayer, praise, worship. Give these lovely folks a big hand clap for their participation. <laughs> Acts 2 and 1. Interesting. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were, everybody say all. Oh. Everybody say homo thumada. With one accord in one place. Look at somebody say, it's not enough for you to be in homo You need to do it in one place. They were all. Next verse. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a what? I told you when God at this point in this visitation appeared, he came as a wind. And it filled, everybody say, all the house. Oh, Wait a minute. <laughs> the anointing filled all the house because all the house was in with one accord. The presence, the Shekinah, the Kavod, the glory filled the entire house because these are Continued with one accord. 
it filled all the house where they were sitting. Next verse. And there appeared to them clothed or divided tongues, women. I told you that God switched from being a wind and turned into a fire. And sat upon each of them. Everybody say, every one of them. Each one of them. Next verse. And they were women, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. Wait a minute. With one accord, loving God, loving each other, got the worship right, got the relationships right, and the anointing fills the house and the glory fills the house. Hmm, I wonder if there's a relationship. Oh, I'm getting ready to show you the relationship. Hmm. Yeah, I might as well close this because I'm not going to deal with that right now. That's what happens when you put that in. Make a plan. Holy Spirit says, hey, you know what you're doing. Let me have this. I got this. <laughs> Chapter 2, verse 14. Hmm. They all felt the Holy Spirit. It's the time of Pentecost. All these people are in the city of Jerusalem. Verse 14, but Peter standing up with the what? Wait a minute. Peter stands up. Look at somebody say, when Peter stands, they all stand. Look at somebody say, standing shoulder to shoulder. Everybody say, with one accord. Homo thumidon. So Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice, said to them, you men of Judea and all you who are staying in Jerusalem, be it known to you, hearken to my words. And what he proceeds to do is he proceeds to preach the gospel. Hmm. Hmm. Everybody say prayer. prayer. Intercession. Intercession. Praise and worship. Praise loving God and loving people. Loving worship right, relationships right. Worship right. With one accord. The glory of God. Verse 41, that they that received his word were baptized and the same day there were added to them 3,000 souls. Wait a minute. So there's a relationship between, with one accord, the glory of God coming and people getting saved. Amen. You know, now if I learned anything about language, anything about language, like for example, example, Luke 137 says, with God, nothing shall be called impossible. That's the English. In the Greek, this is what it actually says. No word from God is void of power. Everybody say, with God, with God nothing shall be called impossible. In the original language, and which is still true. But in the original language, it says, no God, no word from God is void of power. But now, if I know anything about language, that means. If no word from God is void of power, that means every word from God is filled with power. Yeah. That means if you got with one accord, the glory of God comes and people get saved. It also means if you don't have with one accord, the glory of God ain't there and folk don't get saved. Let's test this. Mm. By the way, I can prove it without scriptures, but I'm not going to. Look at somebody say, you ain't got that kind of time, neither does he. You ain't got that kind of time, neither does he. But go to verse 42. Verse 42. Let's see. Let's check this out. And they, there's that word continued again. Stand fastly now. In the apostles' doctrine. Mm, what's the apostles' doctrine? Well, uh, the best way for me to describe the apostles' doctrine is, everybody say, the teaching of Jesus. Look at somebody say, lay a good foundation. You say, how do I lay a good foundation? When you look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and following, where it talks about repentance from dead works, faith toward God, doctrine of baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment, and maturity. Everybody say, you need a good foundation. They all continued, everybody say, they continued in the word. However wide, however deep you lay the foundation determines how tall a building you can put on. So if you only do a wide enough, deep enough foundation for one story, you try to put two stories on, the building will. 
Look at somebody say, you got to build the foundation right. Sean, some people want great revelation without a great foundation. Some people want great manifestation without a great foundation. Look at somebody say, you're no better than the foundation you're built upon. See, Hebrews 12, it says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. Everybody say, Jesus is the foundation, Jesus is the foundation. and the conclusion. By the way, just to make you think now, would you like to know what foundations really are? They're conclusions. Jesus said, I'm the Alpha and the, the first and the, the beginning and the So if you got biblical foundations and biblical conclusions, but what if you got the wrong foundation? And the wrong conclusion. Here's the problem. You make decisions based upon conclusions. So if you got a wrong foundation and a wrong conclusion, you're going to make a wrong decision. Wait a minute. Because of decisions, you move in a direction. So if I got wrong foundations, wrong conclusions, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the wrong decisions, I'm going to move in the wrong direction. Hmm. My direction determines my destiny. So if I got a wrong foundation and I make a wrong conclusion, I'm going to make a wrong decision, move in the wrong direction, and reach a wrong destiny. Look at somebody say, it's important for you to have the right foundation. Everybody say, biblical foundations. Holy foundations. Righteous foundations. Word foundations. So if I've got a biblical word foundation and a word conclusion, everybody say, written word, living word, foundations and conclusions. If I got that, I'm going to make the right decisions. I'm going to move in the right directions. And I'm going to fulfill God's appointed, I'm going to have to fulfill the right destiny. Now some people got issues. Look at somebody said, I hope they ain't talking about you right now. <laughs> Because see, here's the deal, Bill. Let me tell you about some people. Let me tell you about some people. Put ain't nobody here. Let me talk to you about some people. Some people, they don't understand that sometimes when they're praying for direction, God will send a correction. Because it's correction that gives you direction. Oh, I know I'm talking. I wouldn't go in this direction. But the Holy Ghost said, I got this. You need to go a whole different direction. So here's the deal. Some people, they take correction as rejection. And anybody who takes correction as rejection is in need of healing. Some people you can't follow.
I've watched a lot of people peak. Plateau and not go any further. I've watched it. Look at somebody say, he knows a whole lot more than he's willing to tell you. <laughs> oh, I do. I know more than what I'm willing to tell. Even with what I told you, I know more than what I'm willing to tell. Because once a person hits a peak, and it becomes your plateau, then it becomes your valley, at that point you begin to drop off. And if you don't catch yourself at that point and recover yourself, you will drop out. That's right. I watch a lot of people backslide because they were drinking, getting high, smoking, gambling, lying, and they got delivered from alcohol and drugs, smoking, and gambling. But when the Lord said, I want you to quit lying, they go, I like to lie. I will quit lying, Lord, tomorrow. And they lying. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens is, over time, they stop showing up on Sundays, they stop showing up on Wednesday. Pretty soon it was three out of four Sundays, then it's three out of four Wednesdays, and it's two out of four. Look at somebody say, they plateau, they beat, they drop it off. If they do not recover themselves from the evil one, they're going to drop out. Everybody said they're going to backslide. I watch people backslide because they were unwilling to go on. Everybody say plateau, drop off. Everybody say drop out or progress. Look at somebody says all according to your thinking. Paul said, I'm very pleased with the progress of your faith. Paul said, I want to finish my course. Everybody say, you have some choices. Now you need to get this. Your foundations and conclusions determine your choices. Everybody say, plateau. Drop off. Drop out. Progress. Or complete. Now, now, you need to hear this, and I'm going to say this because I see it. I'm one of those guys, I see stuff. Look at somebody say, you need to pay attention to what you think. <laughs> I remember this time this person's head opened up, and I just saw their thoughts. Look at somebody said, be careful what you are thinking, yeah. especially about the preacher. <laughs> I will tell you your conversation from earlier in the day. Or I can tell you your name, your birthday, names of relatives. I can tell you the year when stuff happened. Look at somebody say, he's very gifted. <laughs> street you was on? What you was doing when you was on that street? <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at somebody say, be careful what you're thinking. I've been at this a while. Look at somebody said, you've been preaching 38 years. He knows a thing or two. So, if you're one of these people that you take correction as rejection, you need to admit it and say, I'm in need of spiritual, mental, and emotional healing. Because without correction, you can't progress and you can't finish. While I'm on the subject of finish, I need to say something to you. We read this scripture that says, fight the good fight of faith. Everybody say, the word says. The word says. Fight the good fight of faith. Everybody say, light, hold on, eternal life. Then Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished the course. Here's what you don't know. The Greek word for fight and fall is where we get the word agonizo. Let me translate. Fight the good fight of faith. Agonize the good agony of faith. I fought a good fight. I have agonized a good We think if you got faith, faith will eliminate your 
And the last time I checked, agony was worse than pain.
And he goes, holy man, what was me? My eyes have seen the Lord, the king of glory. What we don't get is this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Uzziah. In the year that King Pride died, I saw the Lord. Look at somebody say, the Holy Ghost is a hitman. Look at somebody say, and King Pride got to die. For you to see the fullness of God. See, I don't, we read stuff, but I don't know that we know what we read. Because in the book of Revelation, John says, I was in the aisle called Patmos. And he said, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. You need to go look up Patmos. Do you really know how you can translate Patmos? You can instead of saying I was in an aisle called Patmos, Patmos, you could actually translate it. I was in the island of my dying, or the island of my murder, or the island of my killing. Then I was in the spirit upon the Lord's day. Look at somebody and say, I am here. To put you to death. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, I am here to rub you the wrong way. And expose what's in there that you want to deny. Look at somebody and say, you got to love me. Everybody said the words that love God. And love one another. Look at somebody said, too late now. We done locked arms. The worst thing is you can't let me go. Everybody said, iron be sharper than iron. See, somebody wrote a book, brother. And it was entitled, Can't We Just Kill Them and Tell God They Die? And it sold really, really well. Look at somebody said, there's a lot of homicidal saints out there. <laughs> Look at somebody said, I almost wrote that book. <laughs> so, watch me now, watch me now. So there are some trials you go through because of what you was born into. Uh, there's some trials you in because of who you marry. How many single people do I have up in here? Raise your hands. Okay, listen, before you marry them, go to the family reunion. You want to be crazy cousin her. Look at somebody say, you need to find out what you're kidding yourself in. <laughs> After you be crazy calling her, you might well back up and talk to Jesus some more about this. <laughs> Look at somebody say, you're just trying to help somebody up here. <laughs> then there's some trials, you gave birth to them. <laughs> you know how it works. Let me tell you what your child has done. Only your child now. Look at somebody said, that's as old as the book of Exodus. <laughs> Moses is up on the mountain. God says to Moses, you need to get down from the mountain. Let me tell you what your people are doing. Moses go down there and see that and say, they ain't my people, they your people. Same ship. That means we're going in the same direction, 
moving toward the same destiny, and we're not here in the same ship to compete, but to complete. Breaking the bread and he breaks and means covered. Prayer means prayer, praise, and worship means the Holy Spirit. So we got the word, we got fellowship, we got covenant, we got the presence of the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Read. Next verse. The reverent fear, the reverence of God came upon every soul. Wait a minute. If you get in the foundation of the word, build supernatural foundations in your personal life. In your relationship with the Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Love God, learn to love people. Get in homo thumadon, with one accord. Get your worship right, your relationships right. You do the word, you be in fellowship, you be in covenant, you get you walk in the spirit. The reverence of God will come upon you. Then it says, in this context, many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Why? Because in this context, people can see signs and wonders and not put their eyes on the apostles, but put their signs, put their eyes on the one who is wonderful. Yes. Isaiah 9, his name shall be called what? Wonderful. wonderful. Read. Everybody, there's that word again. All that believed were, everybody say, together. Yes. And had all things, not in common, but what? Yes. Keep reading. And some of their possessions and goods parted them to what? Wait a minute, this is a move of God among the wealthy for those that were going through financially. That's a move of God. When you get a wealthy person to give up what they have worked for, look at somebody say, they got their worship right and their relationships right. Look at somebody say, they're loving people and they're loving God. Everybody say, they got homothumadon. Wait a minute, homothumadon releases supernatural provision and supernatural prosperity. Everybody say, Homo Thumadon. Homo Thumadon. Releases the presence. Into our lives. Causes souls, souls to be saved. Breaks supernatural provision. Supernatural. Signs and wonders. Signs and, wonders. And, prosperity. and prosperity. Watch. Keep reading. And they, where's that word continuing again? Look at the next word. David. With one accord, where? In the temple. Breaking bread from what? There's your fellowship, there's your covenant. And did eat their meat with what? Wait a minute. When I love God and love you, I get my worship and my relationships right, and you do the same thing, it creates, everybody say, joy. joy. Gladness and singleness of heart. Watch this. Praising God and having favor with Wait a minute. When the people outside see us inside doing well, it gives us faith. They want to join. Oh, no, 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 no. Watch this. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be. Go back a verse. They continuing. Go to the next verse. And the Lord added to the church. Go back to verse. And continue daily with one, one accord. Next verse. And the Lord added to the church daily. So when I was taken to the second heaven, the primary tool of the enemy was to create any kind of division he could. That was the beast. Between ministers from each other, <coughs> husbands and wives, parents and children, brothers and sisters, family members, any kind of vision he could in the body of Christ to break up the homo thumadon. Because he knew if he could break up the homo thumadon, he could stop folk from getting saved. He can stop folk from getting delivered. He can stop signs, wonders, and miracles of healing and deliverance. He can stop the glory of God from being among the people. And he can stop the advancement of the kingdom of God on the earth through the church.
Here's what's amazing to me. They maintain homophobia in the first two chapters. In the third chapter, a man who never walked in 40 years is healed. In the fifth chapter, it's called a noteworthy miracle because noteworthy miracles is one of the divisions of miracles. There's more than one division. There's working the miracles, noteworthy miracles, different kinds of miracles, great miracles, which is mega miracles. There are miracles of deliverance, sovereign miracles, the creative miracles, uh, miracles that are unprecedented. You have no scripture for. Then they began to persecute Peter and John. And now we're in chapter 4, verse number 24, because these two apostles have been let go. They reported to their own company all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And in verse 24 it says what? And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with what? Everybody say, they prayed with one accord. They prayed with one accord. Now you need to understand, I'm really going somewhere. And then it says, it says in verse 31, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were, everybody say, assembled together. And again it says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke the word of God with boldness. And in verse 32 it says, the multitude of them that believed were one heart, one soul, neither said any of them, any, any of them that had, that, that, that had something, that what he had was his own, but they had all things, everybody say, common. Put up verse 33. Something has happened because up until now they had power. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive what? Power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But now they are maintaining with one accord and so now it has changed. Because they have continued. Look at somebody said, they all continue. Now it has switched from power to great power. Oh, you're going to see something here. And the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and what kind of grace? Great grace. Great grace. With the them. Oh. 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 The one of the great battles in the body of Christ is over with one accord. Yes. Because you're looking for great power and great grace and great miracles and I'm telling you this is what we got to do to see this manifestation. sold them, brought the prices of the things that were sold, laid them down at the apostles' feet, and the apostles bought the biggest cars and the biggest houses and had $50,000 rings. No. Everybody said, did you get the message? And distribution was made to every man according as he had need. Watch this. Everybody said, people were giving. Everybody said, the worship was right? Relationships right? Loving God, loving each other, homo thumadon. Now here's what happens in chapter 5. A man named Ananias and Sapphira sell the possession, but they want to hold back part of the price. Everybody say they didn't want to pay the full price. Everybody say context determines meaning. So then they want to lie, and Peter says to the man, you have lied to the Holy Ghost, the man falls down dead. Verse 5, great fear came upon them that heard these things. And the young men arose, warmed him up, carried him out and buried him. And three hours later, when the wife came in, not knowing what was done. Wait a minute. Everybody say, they loving God? Loving God. Loving people? Loving people. Worship right? Worship Relationships right. Relationships. How is it now? They got no gossip, no backbiting, no evil speaking. Here's how you know. Since their Sapphira got no text. <laughs> Nobody posted on Facebook, Peter is killing people today. <laughs> she got no phone call, no speaker, no Twitter. Apparently, brother and sister bucket mouth wasn't talking. Look at somebody say, now you really in a move of God. <laughs> Everybody say, homo fubidon. She comes in, lies, she dies too. So, bird. 
Verse 11, and great fear came upon all the church and as many as heard these things now in this context. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Look at verse 12, and they were where? Everybody say all. All. With one accord in Solomon's porch. Now here's what you get you. And of the rest, there's no man to join himself to them, but the people did what? Wait a minute. Verse 14, and the believers were, wait a minute, before, when they had homothumidon, they were added. Now they're the more added. Everybody say, the more added. The more now added. there's another word. Everybody say, multitudes. Oh. Both of men and women. See, people think the book of the Bible depends on you. Look at somebody say, no, it depends on us. Look at somebody say, me and you together. Us. We. Our thing. Look at somebody say, a Holy Ghost mafia. laid them on beds and couches that the least of the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow them. And there came a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing six folk, them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and every single one of them were healed. See, you think it was Peter and the apostles. I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is saying it was with one accord. Because it doesn't say that until it says up above they were. Look at something I said. A resident healing anointing. The glory of God now had become strong that so strong everyone was healed. Look at somebody say, he's almost done. But I got to do this. I got to do this. Because in verse 17 it says, the high priest rose up and now all they that are with him. So since the devil couldn't create a division from within, now he's attacking the church from without. Puts the apostles in jail, the angel takes them out of jail. Verse 42, and daily in the temple and every house they cease not to preach and teach Jesus Christ. Now chapter 6, verse 1. Watch this now. And in those days when the number of the disciples was, wait a minute, we have moved from added to more added to multitudes to now they're multiplying. And the enemy says, I've got to stop this thing. So he got them to start a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. And, and there was a reason. Because the widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Everybody say, personal division. Look at somebody say, the worship got off. The relationships got off. They lost homo thumadon. And the apostles saw it and said, we got to restore it. So that's how come they came out with seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Spirit. And look at what it says there in verse number three. It says, wisdom, that we may appoint over this business. Verse four, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. By the way, in the Greek, it's not prayer. It's the prayer. <laughs> Referring to, everybody say, pray in the Spirit. Look at somebody say, you need to be filled with the Spirit. Speak in tongues often. And the ministry of the word and the same pleased the multitude. And they chose these seven men. In verse 7, it says, The word of God did what? Increased, and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem. What's that word? Look at somebody say, Ain't nothing coming between you and me. Look at somebody say, Whatever problem we got, we can work it out. Look at somebody say, Because I happen to need you. Look at somebody say, I need your wisdom. I need your maturity. I need your grace. I need your anointing. I need your power. Come on, 
Here's what you get. The number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and now a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Watch this. And Stephen, full of deacon, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great mega wonders. We have now moved from wonders by the apostles to a deacon doing great wonders. Everybody say, with one accord. Do you realize that if you guys get in one accord, you can have somebody in this church that ain't a preacher, teacher, apostle, prophet, evangelist, just a simple disciple. You can go out amongst the people that are in sin, pray for them, and God will do great wonders. That's the cause of with one accord. Just cause. Just cuts. <laughs> Look at somebody say, you got the message? <laughs> now, I'm closing. Look at somebody say, he's going to take a few minutes now. <laughs> Look at somebody say, because preachers minutes are longer than regular minutes. He been prophesying to you the whole time. The key to the presence is to follow as close, follow as closely to the pattern as possible. The key to the power is to follow as closely to the pattern as possible. Look at somebody say, the pattern opens the portal for the presence. And the power of God. Look at somebody and say, keep it simple. Everybody say, love God. Love, God. love, people. love people. Get your worship right. Keep your relationships right. Maintain homo thumidon. Homo. Thank you. And you'll have the anointing. You'll have the presence. People will get saved. There will be a call out in the realm of the spirit that people will walk in here not even knowing why. They just will have a feeling. Then when you worship the glory of God will be so strong, people will just have this urge, this irresistible urge to give their hearts to Jesus. And then you'll pray for them and blind eyes will open and deaf ears will hear. People will get up out of wheelchair. Cancers will dissolve. All kinds of sicknesses and diseases will be here. I ain't telling you a theory. I'm telling you something I've seen for myself. Are you hear what I'm saying? So, do you know what I'm really doing? I'm not preaching to you a message and leaving. I'm releasing a revelation into this atmosphere. It's going to hover over. It's going to keep talking to you. Holy Spirit's going to keep talking to you. Holy Spirit's going to say, you're going to get into it with somebody, and Holy Spirit's going to say, is this homo now? Is this important enough to divide you? And sometimes that's all we want. If you let that happen, brother, I had the last one for 12 hours, you turn right around and say, okay, baby, we'll, we'll do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Somebody said, that ain't, that ain't 100% guaranteed. <laughs> See, my wife's fun. Let me tell you. Okay, who else can I talk to? Okay, are you married? Who are you married? Okay, let me tell you about my wife. I'm going to talk about her like she ain't even here. <laughs> my wife will tell me something. And it will happen like she told me. And then she'll look at me and smile and say, you know, I'm not the kind of woman to tell you I told you so. I'm just that type. I'm just not that type of woman. <laughs> and she'll say it with a smile. And I listen to her because she said it with a smile. Sometimes it's how you say it. 
we had a small child. Uh, she was a nurse at that time, working like 3 to 11. I was program director of a hospital wing, and, and uh, you know, I had Philip, our son, and uh, she kept saying that the house was a mess when she got home. Sometimes she'd get home at 12 or 1 in the morning. I said, no, that. So one day she took me out to eat. She was all happy and everything. I thought, this is going to be a good day. You know what I mean? She's all happy and everything. She says, I got a surprise for you. We're just having a good time. And then she pulled out these pictures. Remember the old photo mark? Back in the day. And she pulled out that first picture, and I, it was it was pictures of the messes that I had left. <laughs> Look at somebody say, how are you going to argue with the evidence? <laughs> and and look, 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 look. And I know who. I know that she did not put them pictures in the name of Deborah Kelly. <laughs> Since they was a mess, it was in the name of Philip Kimmel. <laughs> my brother is Philip Anthony. People call me Tony. And because it was so creative and rebuke, I loved it. And I may have cleaned the house for a week or two after that. To <laughs> show my appreciation. And that may have been a strange. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Listen to me. The question is, will you commit to homo humana in this house, in this local assembly, with each other? Will you commit to it? And watch what God will do, not just in the church, but in your personal life. Will you commit to homo humana with your wife? Will you commit to homo humana in your family? Will you commit with your brothers and your sisters? If you'll commit, and if you will continue, you will experience new levels, new dimensions of the presence and the glory of God. You will experience supernatural provision. You can experience supernatural prosperity. You can experience joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can see people can say, heal sicknesses and diseases, deliver from demons, filled with the Spirit, and rescued from personal and family crisis. But look at somebody and say, but you got to do your part. And I got to do mine. I want you to stand to your feet.